I've identified a five-stage life cycle that the music artist has to go through in order to find uh, success as an independent music artist. So that is coming up with the idea or vision or branding of your music, um, going into playing it live, whether that be in a rehearsal, uh, doing a live show, or just jamming with the band or something like that. It then needs to move into songwriting, where you create your own material. You then record that material so that you have a record of it that can be shared with people. And then the final one is actually sharing that with people, promoting it, marketing, that sort of thing. So I've been working for the last little while with an artist, um, doing some coaching with him, and we've just finished this whole process. So his album comes out tomorrow, Friday the 19th of November. So I thought I could look back over the project that we just worked on and talk you through each of the steps that we did. And maybe that will help you to kind of define where you are and maybe where you need to go to get through this five-stage life cycle. Because it's it's great that once he now finishes promoting uh, he'll do that for a couple of months after this comes out and then it'll be coming up with a fresh idea for the new album. So we can get on this cycle and each time we go through, we can get better and better at those five steps. So we're going to talk about this in light of the new Robbie Mortimer album. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio and this channel from musician to artist is all about helping uh, musos go next level and become music artists and whatever that looks like. For some people that is the top of the charts, for others it's just uh, maybe not having to work so many hours in your day job, just spending more time on music. So wherever that is, this channel is designed just to give you some keys, uh, some resources and tools just to help you to get there. So today I want to have a look at this five stage life cycle because I think everything kind of falls into that. And at different stages during our music career, we need to kind of focus in on one of these stages and get good at it uh, so we can move on to the next one. And, and it's a cycle. So each time we go through, we want to be getting better and better at these stages. So I want to talk about, I've been working on an album with Robbie Mortimer, who's kind of a pop singer, uh, singer-songwriter. So you can check out his album. I've linked it all below. It comes out Friday. Um, so that's tomorrow when this comes out, or maybe it's already out if you're watching this after the fact. So I'll link that below so you can have a listen to it. So the first thing we need to do with this album is get some branding happening, some vision and some kind of direction that we would walk in. So he came from his previous album. This was his second album they did, but his first one they did with me. His previous album took four years to write and record, or probably not four years to write, four years just to record. So by the time he got to the end of it, he was a little bit uh, over the process and, and over the songs really, having heard them so many times, having written better songs that were not featured on this album. So it was a bit of a struggle for him. So when he came in um, to see me here at the studio, it was like, I want a new sound. I don't want the old sound anymore. I've moved past that. Even though that record had only just come out, like a matter of weeks since that came out to when he came in to the studio here, it was, I want a new sound. I don't want to build on that sound. I want to go something completely different. So straight away, that vision of, okay, where do you want to go? It was really clear. So we sat down and listened to a bunch of music and kind of figured out, yeah, that's the sound I want. And we figured out instead of being a relaxed back foot sort of sound like his previous album was, which is a bit more chill and acoustic, he wanted the more front foot, edgy pop sort of sound. So that's where we started, the vision. Okay, now we know where we want to go with that. So stage two was playing these songs live, um, rehearsing them with the band, that sort of thing. So because he's a singer-songwriter, he could use session musos. So it was about finding the right musos and workshopping with them. Um, so he'd kind of started playing these songs live. So he was touring his old album at this point. So singing the songs that everyone loved off the old album, even though he was a bit over them. So playing the old songs... Uh, is part of this new life cycle, if that makes sense. So you're writing new things, you're doing new things, but as far as your fans know, your old album is is the songs that they connect to and they like. 
So within this, and this kind of melts into songwriting a little bit, he was testing out some of the new songs. So he'd, he'd play a bunch of his old ones and then he'd, he'd throw out one of his new ones to see what people thought of it. And that's a really important step as you're kind of songwriting and going through this is just to figure out what people want. So I, th- I know the temptation is to leave everything so that they only ever see the big grand finished product. And I know that's kind of my personality is to wait till something's really, really great and perfect before I put it out there. But I think part of this stage, part of this playing live stage is to throw your material out there a bit and just gauge uh, what people think of it, gauge how it kind of responds. If, if people get up and dance to it or whether they they talk to their mate because it's not really engaging, that sort of thing. So plenty of rehearsals uh, with the band about the new album, plenty of singing the old songs live in the venues as a part of promoting his previous album. So then we move into songwriting. So this is where we can kind of grab that vision and go, all right, we need something edgy. We need something that's kind of four on the floor, pop, front foot. So again, listening to some artists and just coming up with melodies and chords and those sort of um, just grooves that would be pop and fit in those playlists next to the guys that he wanted to fit in with. So this was a bit of a journey for us because Robbie had written in a certain way. It was a little bit difficult at the start to kind of shift and some of the songs would kind of fall back there and it would be about kind of pulling them apart a bit, putting them back together in a new way that kind of got off that back foot, relaxed love song thing into like an edgy sort of driving love song. So there was a fair bit in songwriting that we did together just to really pull apart the songs and, and really workshop them. So we had like we had a verse, a chorus, and a bridge, but then that songwriting process for us was figuring out, okay, how long should this verse be? So it's a 16-bar verse. Can I just chop it back into eight bars, get into the chorus a bit quicker, and then bring the rest of the verse in later? Or adding a bridge here or adding another second chorus at the end once it had built and had momentum to keep that momentum going. So it wasn't – he had really good beds of songs, um, really good melodies, really good lyrics. When it was a matter of – uh, tweaking those when we got into the studio and just making sure that song could come across and tell the story as best that it could. Um, there was occasions as well where we changed chords. So uh, his style of writing really meant that he he did some of the same things um, too often, maybe. So that was good when he could collaborate with me and say, well, let's just try this totally different thing, um, which was hard for him initially to kind of break out of that headspace and and knowing how he writes and, and the defaults that he goes to to say, let's just do it this other way. So for Robbie, it was particularly the chords. So he would write these sort of rounding, resolving chord patterns. So sometimes I would just take the melody and the lyrics and just write completely new chords underneath it, which ended up working really well for a lot of the songs and gave it that sort of modern um, push sound, which he was perhaps struggling with a little bit to get on his own at least for those first initial couple of songs. So that was really the songwriting phase and then working with uh, musicians to go, okay, we want a guitar riff that goes like that. You know, we want a little fill here. We need sort of a hooky, punchy guitar bit there. Um, For the rhythm section, the drums, it was like we really want this four on the floor, not too many fills. Don't want to sound like a band as much as a a natural sounding, not drum machine, but, you know, really like solid on the beat um, you know, not too flash, not too many cymbals or fills or that sort of thing. So talking to the drummers about kind of getting that sound um, was part of the songwriting phase as well. And then bass as well, you know, is that moving around? Is that is that defining the groove? Is that sitting back on the groove? Those sorts of things. So that was all like quite a large songwriting phase, which probably took 12 months 
with all the songs. So there's 10 songs on the album and some are quicker than others. But yeah, really workshopping that in the studio. So sometimes you'll do this um, on your own before you come to the studio, particularly if you're in a band, you might have all the songs completely written and then you just come into the studio and you record those songs as you know how they go. For a singer-songwriter, it's more like working alongside a producer, which is what Robbie did with me, where we really workshop the songs and come up with the sounds and do, like the song is written, but the arrangement uh, and the recording of that song kind of still needs to be written and put together in the studio. So the next part was actually recording it. So once we kind of got that vision for the song, we knew where the verse, the bridge, all those sorts of things were going to be. We knew what chords we were going to use. Then it was about recording them. So usually that would start with Robbie laying down his acoustic guitar and a guide vocal. Uh, Then we'd get in the drummer, the bass player, the guitarist to kind of add parts. So that was like a mixture of songwriting and recording like we just talked about a second ago where we're coming up with these parts, kind of directing the session musos, how they should be playing those parts. So that came out. So by the end of the songwriting phase, uh, the recording was almost done as well. And that was a lot up to me to kind of really be able to take these recordings and vision them into that sort of pop sound that he wanted. So a lot of imagination from from me as a producer, which I think I've found is difficult in a recording scenario where the band's kind of having to just trust, oh, it doesn't sound anything like what I wanted it to sound. And and me saying, yeah, but we're, I'm going to do this and this and this and then it will sound like that. So yeah, a lot of trust um, from Robbie in the in the process of the recording and the songwriting phase. So that went really, really well, but I think that was kind of combined. And then that was a little bit combined for him with the live as well. So we'd, we'd kind of come up with this song and, and he'd play it live to kind of test it out. And he'd tell people there's a new song off the new album and then get that really quick, honest, natural feedback. I really like that song. Can't wait to hear it recorded. Um, and then on occasion, you know, you, you'll actually tweak it when you play it live. Go, oh, it sounded really cool when we did this. So then that kind of comes into the songwriting phase and then also the recording phase. But I mean, in saying that, Robbie could get a lot better at his live performances. So that's something that he could hone in on stage two. Now that he's got this new album coming out, he's going to be touring that album. So really honing into those songs and really making sure people connect with those songs is something that's going to be really important for him in that phase two playing live. Songwriting. So for the next album, he's going to be able to just songwrite better, knowing what he knows in the studio now and how it can all go together. He's you know, his melodies, he can work on his melodies more. He can work on his chords more. He can work on the the storylines more. So he can actually hone in on that songwriting section. And then the recording section, have a greater plan, know how it comes together. And I think next time around for him, it's going to be easier knowing, you know, once the pieces of the puzzle go together, what the potential for the sound is. So he'll, he'll be less less guessing next time he goes around and more sort of knowledge of the process and how it all works together. So now where he's at is stage five, which is promotion and marketing. So we've worked together and, and kind of come up with a really detailed day-by-day plan of the stuff that he's going to be putting out to promote this album. So a lot of that is, you know, behind the scenes, that sort of transparency where people can see what he's been doing in the studio and kind of get to know him and the process a little bit. So yeah, a lot of it's kind of that behind the scenes, this is this is what this song means to me, all those sorts of things, really letting people in. Um, and then we're going to do like a series of videos for everything. So we've got some official music videos, 
lined up that we'll do. Uh, he's going to do acoustic versions of all the songs that go up on YouTube, lyric videos of all the songs to go on YouTube. So without chucking too much money at it, we're just going to put a lot of content around the songs. And just like I talked about last week with Ed Sheeran, give people a ton of opportunities to connect with it. So they could connect through the lyric video, connect through the performance, connect through the official, connect with him playing it live, connect with the behind the scenes stuff, just lots of opportunities for people to engage. And they only need to see one of those 10 songs in some format, grab a hold of it, like really enjoy it, have it mean something to them. And then they'll go in and search Robbie Mortimer and find the rest of the stuff and connect with it even further because of that initial connection. So that's kind of our marketing plan really is just to create a bunch of content and a bunch of opportunities for people to connect with it. So along with that is just making sure the branding's really neat. So the website's going to look like his new album. Uh, his merch is going to look like his new album. His live shows are going to sound like his new album. So we're kind of now taking the vision that we came up with at the start and really making sure that marries with this release and marries with this promotion that he's doing. And that's the stages that we've walked through. So the whole time we're thinking about promotion, we're thinking about, all right, how's, how's this song going to connect with people? How can we push it out? What's the story about this song? What videos would look good with that to make that story come out? And those sorts of things. So you, they're all kind of work together, but they all, those five stages are really different and can be really worked on. And promotion is just like anything else. The more you do it, the better you get at it. So we've had the benefit of releasing a couple of singles on the way up to this album and we could practice the promotion. So we could work on what what was good and what people connected with and what they didn't really. And then kind of correlate all that information to go into this release and just do the things that we've found worked. And then for next time, we're going to learn a bunch of things as well. So it's been a really, really valuable experience to go through this. And the next album is going to be even better because all these skills will be increased. Now, speaking of that, on his way out, um, we kind of finished the album. Um, we listened to it. It was awesome. We uploaded it to Spotify, all those things. And then he kind of said to me on the way out, you're going to hate me, man, but I think I've got the next project ready to go. And I was, I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. How can you do that? He's just a prolific songwriter, but that's exactly it. So now that promotions happen, we go back to vision and branding for the next album and we start the whole cycle again. So I share all that with you today just to, to kind of encourage you that, you know, that's the process that you've got to jump on and, and not, and skipping one of those five, uh, stages is going to make it really difficult for you. So obviously if you never record your music, no one's going to hear it. If you never promote it, no one's going to hear it. If you never songwrite, you don't have any songs. If you never play them live, you're not going to be able to connect with your audience. And if you don't come up with branding, you're just, uh, flying blind and not having any direction, then the rest of it's going to be difficult because you're just, walking in the dark. So all these stages are really, really important and it's a, it's good to get a nice flow through them and they work into each other. So hope you got a bunch out of that. So yeah, Robbie's new album comes out on Friday. You can stream that on Spotify. Um, keep an eye out on YouTube for the videos that we'll be putting out for that. So Robbie's just an artist that I've been coaching. He kind of came to me a year or so ago, a couple of years, and was just, just wanted some help, was just passionate about music, passionate about his music and just wanted to take it 
further and we just kind of connected and I've been doing some coaching with him. So helping him songwrite, helping him do this branding, helping him with the recording, helping with the promotion and helping him get more live gigs and kind of up his live game. So coaching is something I really love to do. If you're interested in that, um, definitely send us an email at studio at dotted eight and we can chat about that. I really enjoy just getting beside artists. It's really what my passion is. I love music. I love you know, I love everything about the recording process, but ultimately I just love helping artists succeed and actually make the most of their music dreams, their music passion, their music desire. So reach out to me if that interests you at all. Hope you got something out of this video today. I do weekly episodes uh, all about this, these very things. So it's always within one of those five categories we talked about today, just going a bit deeper and unlocking some, some tips and resources just to help you up your music game in one of these specific areas and hopefully uh, eventually the whole thing that will take you to where you want to go as a music artist. So do subscribe and give this video a like for me. Make some music this week and we will talk again soon. I think that was good.